Welcome to this week's Devon Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxton, and we're here talking all things at Salford Red Devils. Join me show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside. All right, Paul, how's your week been, mate? Hey, Rob, yeah, very good, thank you, mate. Got looking forward to a few days off work now. I've got a nice long weekend coming up and a, a trip to Huddersfield and a few other bits and pieces. My wife's birthday, so <laughs> so having a bit of time, a bit, a bit of relaxing time, mate, to be honest with you. A bit of time away from boilers, so, <laughs> so looking forward to it, yeah. I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. Obviously, a big week for you, wife's birthday. Have the, has the present been purchased or can you not say because she's near? She's in the other room with the dog. Um, no, yeah, it has, yeah. Yeah, we're all uh, we're all sorted. We've got a few. Well, to be honest with you, she, she picked what she wanted. Ah. Um, and because I'm useless with internet and shopping, I got our, our Louise, my sister, to buy it all for me. And I've just done her a bank transfer, so everyone's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> she's even our Louise has even wrapped it all for me wow wow that's amazing yeah. yeah I got her a few I got her a few extra little bits and pieces today when I was at work you know bottle of wine and some chocolates and that yeah. so, so yeah should be should be alright there I love the element that surprised me uh, I don't I don't get uh, she gives me hints when 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 it's the wife's birthday, and I do sometimes deliver, but sometimes I get stuff that I think she wants rather than, you know, what she wants. Sometimes it goes goes well, sometimes not so well. But that's the way we we roll. It's a casino yeah. casino birthday. Yeah, well, with me, I, I'm the most useless person at, at buying presents for people because I give like my family my last penny, but. I just, I'm just not very creative when it comes to actually thinking of something for them. I'm useless. If they tell me what they're getting, I'll, I'll get it. I'm like, but no, I'm not very good. I'm not very good at wrapping presents either, mate. You, you can give me a CD to wrap, and I'll end up looking like a bloody cactus. So, so I'm just useless. So yeah. Uh, yeah, but we're all sorted, though. We're all sorted. Brilliant. Brilliant. So there's uh, loads to go at this week. We're going to look back at the whole defeat. We're going to look at all the big news coming out of the club. And then we're going to preview uh, the Huddersfield game on Sunday. So we'll start uh, with, well, we'll start with the Toulouse game and then we'll move on to the whole game. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So the first game that we missed, uh, Toulouse at home. We won 38 points to 12. Four tries for Ken Seal. Uh, great, well, you know, great performance considering the, the bad weather. It was. To, to play so well in those conditions and score the amount of tries that we did and, and play the sort of flamboyant rugby that we did, it was good because it was a, if you remember back now a couple of weeks ago, it was a rotten day, wasn't it? He chucked it down all day and he was blowing a gale. You know, the pitch pitch was a decent nick, really, to be honest with you. But, uh, but no, we took our chances and you know, Toulouse came and, and, and tried to throw the ball about a bit, didn't they? But I thought we uh, we, we did really well. We, we, we mission accomplished really. Wasn't it? We just needed to get the two points. But you know, it was, a, it was an impressive display and a good win. Yeah, it was a potential banana skin, I mm. thought. So to get a result is a is a good sign. I thought we played really good in the conditions, which is you know was raining and and muddy and right in the middle of the storm. I think was it in the middle of two between two storms. It was a really terrible conditions. So to play that brand of rugby and for Ken Seal to score four tries as well was was fantastic, showing that he's you know he's going to be a contender for that Super League top try scorer again. Yeah, definitely. I mean that that try when he got the. Um... The try from the kick, and he went the full length of the field. I mean, the, the pitch was cutting up a bit then, and there's a bit of water on it. And you know, he ran across that as if it was the, the middle of summer, didn't he? The, the speed he went at. So, uh, so yeah. And like in the first half, some of the backing up and support playing. Um, you know, Brian Priley went over there for a, for a good try, and I think King Von Iowa scored as well, didn't he? And he's someone who's really impressed me so far at this season. And yeah, it was it was a good all round performance. And as you said. It could have been a banana skin, really, there to lose, you know, new new into the league and, you know, full of enthusiasm. But, no, we, we did a professional performance on them, really, and did a number on them and got, got a good result. You know, two wins from two was a great start to the season. Yeah, looking, just quick look at the stats, Paul. Uh, top tacklers, Alex Gerrard, 20, Andy Akers, 40, uh, Shane Wright, 25, James Greenwood, 25, and Danny Addy, 34. So, plenty of graft in that pack. Yeah, there certainly was. Yeah, I mean, good mention there for Shane Wright. I think we've been impressed with him so far this season. He's a real workhorse on the pack, you know, going forward and, and tackling as well. As I mentioned, King Vunyaya, I've been very, very impressed with him. I didn't know what to expect with him coming from Leeds. I've not seen much of him, and so sort of, you know, he was a bit of an unknown. But I think um, he's he's 
he looks really, really good. So, uh, yeah, Andy Axe as well. I think Andy's one of those. He's, he's got his eye on the World Cup at the end of the season, hasn't he? You know, speaking to in the in the close season, um, he, he's after that. And as it, are a few of the Salford players. I mean, you, you, you've got a World Cup coming up. They, they've got to aim for that and, and perform on the field for Salford. And if, if they, they play well, they could get picked for that. So, so yeah, it was a, a good hard working display from the pack. Danny Addy, as, as you mentioned, there is another one that does uh, does a lot of the. Um, Donkey work, doesn't it? The unsung stuff, you know, the, the graft and, and, and the tackling. And you need that in, in your side, don't you? Definitely. Yeah. Obviously, all good sides are built with around people who graft. And you've got to sprinkle in the class, I think, which is what we've got. So, as long as we continue to have that blend, I think we'll be okay uh, this season. From what I've seen in the last sort of three games, we've shown, you know, good moments. And uh, you can only think we're going to get better as we go. Yeah, yeah, there were some poor moments in the old game as we'll, we'll probably mention, but as you said, there were some good moments, there were some good tries in that game as well. So I think we've got a nice blend in the, in the squad uh, of, of good people who are going to put the, the work in. We've got that, that bit of class, that bit of pace as well. Probably not as much pace as some of the other clubs, you know, at the top end of the table, but we've got, I think we've got enough to be very competitive this season and, and do pretty well. Yeah, so let's move on to Hull. Uh, this week, uh, we went to Hull and lost 48 points to 16. Two wins from two, Paul. We're all getting a bit carried away, but this was a certainly a bump back down to earth. It was, um, and I think you, you probably would have got a bit more carried away when you found the news out that Lou Gale was suspended because he's a big old lad of old side, pivotal player, linchpin. Um, and that was a shot in the arm for us, really, and we expected to be better than what we was. The start of the game, I thought we came out really well. Hull knocked on it near their own line. We look like we're putting pressure on, but for me, we lack that composure. You think back to the Castleford game, the composure was was brilliant. It was like a well-oiled sort of machine. It was like an SAS mission. We went there, did the business, and and got out at Hull. We seemed to try and score every time we had the ball early doors, and I think we got rattled. I think Mark Sneed got a bit rattled. I think Jake Connor got in his head. Whether it was, I think Mark Sneed for me played the occasion. Rather than the, the game, he, he, he seemed to let the crowd get on top of him. And, and, and you know, like Jake Connors, like all oh, the game, he was winding up and verbals and everybody's here, which I don't think you should be allowed to do, really. But you can, you get on with it, don't you? And yeah, we, we just seem to be like a bit of a rabbit in the headlights in that, in that game, really. And once you, you go a few scores down, it's difficult to turn that round then. And, and we couldn't really. Yeah, Reynolds and Connor were the, were the difference for me. You know, the standoff, he just, he just ran the show, to be fair. And we couldn't get near, anywhere near him. And, yeah, it was disappointing. I'm sure uh, Paul Rowley will have will be looking at that sort of result and, and the video and thinking, yeah, you know, what went wrong here? And how do we how do we turn this round? Yeah, definitely. Like you said, Jake Connor, it was like, um, it was like a boxer, really, wasn't he? Like having you at arm's length and you couldn't get yeah. near him to tackle him. He, that's how, how good he was in that game. And he was sort of fending people off and offloading the ball. And Reynolds as well, I thought he kicked pretty well. Uh, and they've got a bit of quality outside that. Cameron Scott, I think, got a couple of tries. And we made mistakes as well. You know, Ryan Briley didn't have his best game for Salford, did he really? I mean, I'm not blaming him for some of the stuff. I mean, he brought the ball back from, you know, you know, a kick return and offloaded to Joe Burgess. Burgess coughed up. But I think, really, perhaps Burgess should have took that pass. You know, it wasn't a difficult pass to take. But when things aren't going right for you, these mistakes creep into the game, don't you? And your confidence drops a little bit. And I think in that game on Saturday, nothing seemed to go right for us. Whereas in the cast game, we made breaks and we scored tries, didn't we? And even Burgess at the end, I mean, it summed the game up there. I mean, nine times out of ten, he scores that try there, but he got put into touch. So it was, you know, we played some good stuff and scored some good tries, but it was just it was just one of those days, really, where nothing seemed to, to go right for us. Yeah, I think obviously talking about that moment where Briley passed to Burge and Burge is knocked on. We we can't last season we talked about how unentertaining we were, how mechanical we were, and it wasn't really, you know, good rugby to watch. So when you have a coach who wants to install this uh, sort of way of playing where you will promote the ball and you will throw the ball about and you will, you know, try things when things don't go right. I don't think we can say, well, stick it back up your jumper because that's the philosophy that, that Paul Riley wants to play and wants his players to play as. Well, yeah, if if Joe Burgess had gone 80 yards, everyone would have said, what a great yeah. try, wouldn't they? So, <laughs> yeah, it's difficult when these things don't come off. You look a clown then, don't you? And, yeah. you know, mistakes happen. So it's a very, very fine line, isn't it, sometimes? And, and yeah, if that had come off, 
think it came off against Castleford, didn't it? We scored some some top tries in that game, and they didn't against Hull. I don't think it was a scoreline. I don't think Hull forty eight points to sixteen better than us. No. I just think it's one of those games where rugby league's like that now, where you can. We've said it loads of times, haven't we? Where a team will get momentum against you, get a couple of tries, and you you fall apart quite quickly. And that's the way the modern game's played, is it? Isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, I don't think we we could play Hull ten times now, ten weeks running, and you won't get that same score again. I, I'm I'm convinced of that. I think there's a few things that Paul Rowley needs to work on. A few things the players need to work on, and he said that, didn't he, after the game? So. Uh, I don't think it's time to start ringing alarm bells and, and pressing panic buttons just yet. I don't think, uh, I think perhaps it's just a bit of one-off. And it, it, sometimes it can be what you need as well. You know, we might have been a bit complacent going into that game, you know, two wins from two. So perhaps it's the, it's the kick up the backside that we need just to bring the players back down to earth and give them a bit of reality check. And, you know, going to Huddersfield is, is a tough proposition this week. So uh, we'll get another test this week. Yeah, positives. Tim Lafayette scored twice. That's three in two games for him. Uh, looking the part, uh, obviously coming under the radar towards the uh, sort of back end of preseason. He's showing us what is uh, what the talent's all about. I thought he was one of our best players on Saturday. I, I think you know, in, in a game where not many players really put a good performance in, was quite a lot of disappointing performances. I thought Lafayette was probably one of our best players. I don't think he put a foot wrong. Really defended pretty well mm. and, and scored two good tries. Ken Seal, another guy. I mean, that try that Ken Seal scored, you probably won't see a better try than that this season. You know, yeah. the, the Matt Bands that went through, it was a clever bit of play. That was it was good stuff. So, so yeah, we, we're showing signs there. And there was a couple of other chances we could have had. So, all right, we let 48 points in, but we could have scored 30 yeah. if we'd have took some of our other chances. So, uh, so yeah, I, I was disappointed with the scoreline and disappointed with some of those tries we conceded in that second half. But overall, you know, it's early days and I'm not like, like you, I'm not being too despondent just yet. Yeah, I just thought this team isn't going to die wondering. I think if there's a pass no. on or a kick on, they're going to go for it. Which is as, as a supporter and as a you know someone who's who's paying to watch to watch the match. Oh, you want to be entertained, and this this is what we you know will happen. Uh, we'll score tries, but we'll, we might concede if you if we don't tighten up. Well, I think Marx needs that sort of player. Definitely, he's he, he knows when to to sort of manage a game, doesn't he? Like he showed against Castleford, but he's going to put kicks in. I'd, ambitious kicks isn't it I mean he did it against Hull there was a couple of times where he, he kicked for CO didn't he onto the wing and he's going to try it this season you've got guys like Ryan Briley as well Brody Croft is another one they, they're going to try things and they're going to try moves and you know Briley's that sort of player so yeah they're not going to be five drives and a kick there's no doubt about that I mean that's not what we, we want we want to see the players entertain them and sometimes it'll come off and it'll be brilliant and then other times it won't come off and you make mistakes and you and like I said before you look a bit of a wally but you know, you can't fault the players for that. You've got to try things. And um, if that's the way the coach's philosophies are, you know, uh, that's the way his team's going to play. Yeah, talking about the talking about the coach, here's Paul Rowley uh, speaking to you after the match. Coach's corner. Right, joined by Paul Rowley. Just listening to you in the, in the press conference, a bit disappointed by that. And you've every right to be. It was a really poor performance. Nothing seemed to go right today for me. No, um, I am disappointed. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm more than disappointed, to be honest, because um, I, li- I like to win. My st- staff do, and so do the players, and so do the fans. So uh, uh, we want the Salford badge to be a reason to be resilient, tough, uh, and proud. And uh, to you know, sometimes you can use it as a reason um, to give in or not be resilient. And, and, and so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna reinforce that message throughout the week. Cause, um, but. You know, we'll stick together as, a, as a, a group of staff and a group of players. We're going to have to work much harder. It's a good lesson, uh, I guess, and that you know this this winning lacks not not an easy business. So we, we need to we need to be more consistent, and uh, you know we need to put that pressure on ourselves and and, and, and keep going. You gave me a full of confidence. Two wins from two. Is it a bit of a wake up call today? There was a left seed, you know, they moved yeah. the ball around, you know, Jake Connor, they did a lot of a lot of good things there, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They played really well, Hull, uh, but we let them play well as well. I thought it was just uh you know, we we weren't the master of our own destiny. I think I think you always want to be the master of your own destiny and um we went off doing what we've done well, both in defence and attack. Uh, we were off, definitely off. So uh yeah, we can we can look to Hull and what they did well, but you know, I'm not their coach, so they can their coach can pat them on the back. Um, I'll look at the reasons why we couldn't deal with it when we 
we're fully capable of dealing with it. That's that's when you get disappointed. Um, we're not a we're not a League One club playing playing a, a, a top club just for a money maker. You know we're, we're here to to challenge, compete, and win. And so um, you know the the belief is in the camp definitely. Uh, I, I believe we've got a good group, and I believe we'll respond in the right way. I know you said then the press conference not an easy fix, but there's a lot of hard work to be done. You've got Uddersfield next week, and they're like you said, they're a decent side as well. So lots of work to be done this week on the training ground. Yeah, they're they're, they're a very good side, Uddersfield, and uh, it's you know we know it's going to be tough, but that's what Super League is, and that's what rugby is, uh, that's sport, and uh, everybody wants to win, and we want to win. So uh, it's very difficult to win. Uh, you do have to work hard, and and it's the character things that you've got to be good at. You know the resilience, the the hard work, the toughness. Mm. And so uh, I, do, I do believe there's lots of character in our team. And and so, you know, it's, in terms of hard work on the training pitch, it'll be hard work in terms of uh, honest discussions and review, really, and, uh, and and getting mentally back on on it, really, for the Huddersfield game, as opposed to, uh, you know, it's not uh, 1960s where we're just going to run laps and, and, and punish the lads. We all come here with good intentions. Uh, the intent was good. The belief was there, um, but then put under pressure out on the pitch, uh, we just caved in a little bit, which is uh, difficult, and we've got to learn from it. I know you're not using it in excuse. You're very, very honest in that press mm. conference. But you lost James Greenwood in the warm up. Mm. How is James Greenwood? Was it was it groin? Yeah, Green has done his groin. They're just uh, I don't think it's too bad, but uh, you know he probably w- would have lasted a few minutes out in the game. Um, so yeah, he's. It had little effect on the outcome. Uh, I don't, you know, n- none of that matters really. It's just it is disappointing um, because you know you've trained a certain way, but uh, it, it didn't have any bearing on the outcome. It's just a bit of information for you. That's that's where he was. That's why, you know, um, he, he weren't there to start the game. Ryan Lannan came in. I thought he did a good stint there. He he played quite a lot of minutes today, didn't he? Uh, great, great from Ryan really because all our non-players at the club have been fantastic. Um, for 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 the last few weeks really because you know they've uh, it's it's tough when you're not not getting in the side to to stay motivated and stay supportive of the lads but they've been good uh, Ryan's been one of them um, and and he got an opportunity today uh, and you know it's probably to get 80 minutes from nothing mm. is uh, was a big ask of him and and I thought he, he did some things really well and uh, yeah fair play to him yeah, he had a dig and uh, you know. He, he, he filled that gap and uh, he's part of a team that unfortunately got beat so um, unfortunate for us all thanks very much for coming to speaking to us Paul good yeah. luck against Huddersfield next year so that's Paul Rowley talking to yourself after the match Paul he was disappointing with the result and obviously he's looking to, to bounce back this week yeah he was disappointed he spoke um, in the press conference he spoke to Trevor Hunch before us as well didn't he and he was disappointed speaking to Trevor and I think he, he did seem quite calm though he didn't seem like he was panicking and I think he knows what he needs to do. He's got a good people around him there with Kurt Agate. We've spoke to Kurt, haven't we, a couple of times in the press conferences and he seems a very knowledgeable guy. Danny Orris as well. So they'll know what they need to work on this week in training and uh, I think you'll see a, a much improved performance at Huddersfield. After after that performance, w- did you want him to be raging or not? <sighs> I think he was raging, wasn't he, really? Because we, we spoke to him off camera when... Like I said, in that corridor where Trevor was, and you know he didn't mince his words, did he? You know, no, he was very, very, he was very, very disappointed, and we can't really repeat what he said. But um, I've noticed him say it a few times now about the badge and the pride playing for Salford and things like that. And I think he was hurting, um, and and it's nice to hear that from a coach because I think Paul Rowley genuinely does care about the supporters and about the performance that his players put on on the weekend. So, so yeah, I think if you'd have been in the change rooms at full time. I think you'd have seen a, a pretty uh, animated Paul Roller. I don't think he's the sort of coach that goes in there and pats people on the head and says, never mind. I think he'd be more like a Neil Warnock, you know, going in there <laughs> and giving him the rounds of the kitchen. And, and sometimes players need that. Sometimes players need that, you know, that, that rollicking to, uh, you know, to, to explain, you know, what's gone on. So, uh, so yeah, I think Paul was very, very disappointed. He was with, with that with that result. I think he prides himself on the, the side doing well. You can tell from the press conference, a few people, I, I can't remember who asked him now, but asked him a couple of questions and I thought they were a bit soft questions really and he sort of you could tell he was he was hurting inside really and he, he more or less said no we, we go out to win every game and uh, that was nice to hear that I mean he's a, he's a confident guy and he, he wants to win matches yeah 
looking at the stats, Paul, top tacklers, Alex Gerrard, 19, Andy Ackers, 44, Greg Burke, 20, Shane Wright, 29, Elijah Taylor, 38, Danny Addy, 31, King Bunny Yaya, 33, and Ryan Lannan, 41. Just remember, though, Ryan Lannan came off, came on sort of as Jane Greenwood broke down in, in sort of pre-warm-up. So that's a tremendous effort from him. He was, yeah. We spoke to Paul Rowley about, about Ryan Lannan giving him a mention, didn't we? Because, uh, as you say, James Greenwood pulled up in the wall with a groin problem and uh, Ryan Lannan wasn't even in the on the bench, was he? So he, he was drafted straight in. and I thought he worked really hard. Cause I remember saying to you in the, when you were commentating, it's not Ryan Lannan, because I, I didn't yeah. know he was on. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought he did really well, worked really hard in Ryan Lannan. And, and Andy Ackers, as you mentioned there as well, working tirelessly. I think he's improved this season. You can tell... As, as he mentioned in uh, in one of his interviews, he's after the World Cup place, and um, you know why not? I mean, if if that was me, I'd be targeting that you know, at the end of the season. You know, play his socks off and, and impress the coach. So, uh, so yeah, he's doing really well with his tackling, and uh, and yeah, so some you know some big performances there from some of the players. Obviously, with Max Need being simbined, Paul Rowley. I would say we go with patterns, don't we? And his and his bench is usually three forwards and a utility back. Do you think, obviously, if Sneed being Simbin cost us the fact we didn't have a, a Chris Atkin or, or an Amir Burr on the bench? Um, we conceded three tries when Sneed was in the Simbin. Yeah. So the defence seemed to fall away slightly. If there's one thing I should have asked Paul Rowley, well, we should have asked Paul Rowley, was about the... It's hard when you ask coaches about selections and that, but I didn't quite understand why... And he did it the week before. We had a centre on the bench, mm. uh, so he had Dion Cross on the bench. Was it because Dan Sargent wasn't fully fit? That's what I thought. I thought he was putting him there just to edge his bet with him. Because why would you have a centre there on the bench? Because it didn't really work. Because for me, Sargent looked off the pace at weekend. He didn't look fit, fully fit, and mm. obviously now he's gone and got suspended as well. So I think for me, at Huddersfield, I put Chris Atkin on the bench. I'd have him there, but I'm not the coach, so. Uh, you don't like saying that to the coach sometimes. Well, you, don't, you don't say to you, I'm the coach. Don't you tell me what to do. No, but the thing is, oh, you can ask the question, and if he gives yeah. you a valid answer, then you then you that's fine. You know, because he yeah. at the end of the day, he is the head coach, and he makes decisions. He lives and dies by decisions, doesn't he? So if he thinks that three forwards and a centre is is the way to go, then that's the way the way it is. I'm still feeling him out. I think if it was still Watto, the coach, or Richard Marshall, I would have asked him. But with Paul Rowley, we're still sort of working him out. And he, he, I don't know, he looks quite scary, Paul Rowley, sometimes. So, so, yeah, well, maybe ask him next week. Maybe. Talk about top meter makers. Ken C, 121. Lafayette, 94. King Bunny, Yaya, 132. Elijah Taylor, 67. Um, yeah, obviously forwards, apart from King Bunny, Yaya, making big metres kind of all below sort of 50s and 60s which is difficult uh, in, in, in a game like that yeah because we didn't have like loads of possession did we and um, you know Hull probably enjoyed the, the majority of the ball the majority of the play didn't you you was behind, uh, behind the eight ball for most of the game really doing doing a lot of defending so so yeah not not our best display you're hoping we're going to improve this week and as I've said before we're going to have another tough test aren't we I don't, I don't think you get any easy games in Super League really I mean people might say Toulouse is you know, an easy two points, but you know, believe me, when we go over there to South France, I think it'd be a really hard game. So, uh, so yeah, you're going to get tested every week. So, so yeah, probably a game to forget. The uh, K is it the KM Stadium? It's not the KC K- Stadium. KM, something like that, wasn't it? So yeah, a game to forget, really, to be honest with you. But but just must say, wonderful stadium, Robin. At that, mm. it's it's, it's a nice, really nice facility, good atmosphere there as well, and uh, you know we took a, a good following, didn't we? And they never stopped singing all the way through the game. So, uh, so yeah, it was a nice day out, but uh, not the result we wanted. The only the only downside is I'm to climb Everest to get to the Cambridge position. Mm. Feels like you're climbing like a, the biggest mountain. You can see the whole hull at the top. Fantastic view. Yeah, but I yeah. do need a couple of oxygen tanks when you get towards the top. Yeah, I was puffed out me when I got to the top. You're and, a uh, you're a boxer. I don't know, yeah, I felt like Rocky going up those steps. I was hoping for that. Never <laughs> came. Steep, them, aren't them steps steep, though? Yeah. Doing the terrace in there, it's really steep, isn't it? Then I mean, you've been all good having a couple of pints in there, you've been all over the show. Steepest one in Super League is Wigan. Yeah, yeah, that's right, it is. That's yeah, like safety ropes to get when you get to the top of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a, a, yeah, behind the sticks there, I've had a few beers and <laughs> Billy gone tumbling. So, uh, yeah, you've got to be careful in there. Be careful. 
Big thanks for three-word match reports. Man of the matches. Colin Reynolds, not good enough. Lafay, Stuart Smart, King is man of the match. Martin, ball to hand. Lafay, Gary Williams, better in the wet. Bun King Bunny. Yeah, yeah, wow. Pete Brady, we go again. Lafay, Chris and Janet Shetton. Bad day today. Lafay, Tom Waite, poor individual performances. King, Matt Carr, we love Lafay. We all love Lafay. Uh, Dave Parker, bumping the road, King. CNR, never got going, King. You said, work to do, King. So, King Bunny, King Bunny Yayawa and uh, Lafay is uh, head-to-head on the older three-way match reports at the moment. Been impressed with both of them, Rob. Mm. As I said before, I don't want to talk King Bunny Yayawa down, but when we signed him, I thought, what have we signed him for? I've never really heard of him. And, you know, when you've not really seen much of a play, you sort of get this mental picture in your head thinking, oh, he's not going to be any good in. But I've been so impressed with him, so impressed with his attitude. And he's probably, for me, been one of the best forwards this season. And, yeah, for me, if I was a coach, he'd be first player on the team sheet every week. So, uh, yeah, very impressed with him. Lafayette as well. I didn't know a lot about Tim Lafayette, and he's one of those, you know, you sign him late and you think, oh, is it going to take him a while to get up to speed? Is it going to take him a while to get up to the, the pace and, and what have you? But no, he, he's took it to it like a duck to water, and he's another one. He's going to be difficult to move out now. You've got Dan Sargent coming back. You've got Callum Watkins on the way back from injury. You've got Dion Cross there. Uh, Matty Costello there's there's a whole host of players there vying for those centre positions and Tim Lafay's made it his own at the moment so uh, so yeah I think it was a toss up between those two of the man of the match I went for King V but um, but yeah Tim Lafay was, was very impressive again yeah so that's uh, all the three were match reports man of the matches big thanks for, for sending them in we'll just uh, talk about the ladies game as well Paul they faced Wigan at Caddyshead on Sunday and went down 18 points to 12. Wigan opened the scoring with Kerry Evans, but then we hit back with two tries, one from Lauren Ellison and one from Tamsim Cor- Coran. Uh, Demi Jones kicked both and we went into half-time 12-6 up. Then second half, unfortunately, Wigan hit back with two tries from Mary Coleman uh, to steal the result 18-12. But by all accounts, great performance by the ladies and they'll take a lot from that. Yeah, they will. It was a good performance from them. It was, it really was. And, um, you know, to, to, we're going to a Super League side and an established one as well. Haven't they? They've been going for a number of years and, you know, got some some really good players in there, some international players in there. And for us, we've played one game against Swinton and we did really well in that. And then to play that as your second game, you know, your, your second ever game, and to come really, really close in, in a game like that, to, to beat Wigan, I think is a tremendous effort. So uh, it just shows you that these ladies that, you know, they played two matches, but there's an awful lot of potential there, isn't there, if they can do that in that second game. So I think, as we said before, just keep building momentum now, taking each game as it comes, and then using these games for experience, because next season it's going to be tough, isn't it? You know, playing in, a, in, in the league, in the championship. But I think they've proved there that they're, uh, they're going to do really well. So, so yeah, not the result they wanted, but I mean, a great a great performance. Yeah, over 200 people attended as well, which shows the, you know, the interest as well. Obviously, you know, we're right behind them. Hopefully, they'll they'll continue to pick up wins and, and set the uh, the championship alight this season. 200, that's a, that's a great start, isn't it? And uh, I think it's only going to get better for them. I think more people are going to start going to, to that. And as they settle down as well, they've got a nice uh, ground there where they play in the matches at Caddy's Head. You've got a lovely clubhouse there and what have you. So, uh, it's going to be very successful. Like, it really is. And, uh, and yeah, got a couple more games coming up now. They've got a rearranged friendly as well, the one that got postponed a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, so yeah, we wish them all the best. I think they're going to do really well. Yeah. So that's the, the, the reviews of both matches. And now we'll look at all the big news coming out of the club this week. So, Paul, we'll start with the future, framing the future, uh, which is against Leeds in a few weeks' time. The deadline for any schools or colleges who want to apply for tickets for their students is Friday. So hopefully the people, the kids of Salford and the schools are right behind this uh, and we'll have a big attendance when the Rhinos come to town. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Yeah, it's it's a Friday night game, that, isn't it? Yeah, Friday night game. So, yeah, it'd be better on a Sunday, wouldn't it? But uh, no, I think 
weather's going to be a bit better then, isn't it? I think, and um, you know, the, the night seems to be getting a bit lighter now. So, and Leeds Rhinos as well. It's a it's a big test when when they come to town. Isn't one of the most famous clubs in the in the country. So, uh, you know, as a school kid, what what more could you want than uh, got a Salford on a Friday night? It's really exciting that there. So, I let's hope we get a massive crowd for that and put in a good performance. And these kids will want to come back again. So, uh, so we really need to sell it to them and that 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 game. And you know, going back to the Toulouse game um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I really enjoyed it. I know the weather. Was, was bobbins but it was it was a good afternoon entertainment you know the, the the cheerleaders are great we've got a new announcer as well Chris Price who I thought did a really good job so uh, so yeah it, it's like Paul King said a few years ago it's not just a match now at the AJ Bell it's it's an event isn't it and um, we really enjoy it when we, when we get down there as well so I was I went for a brew at half time against Toulouse and uh, you actually get a discount if you're a season ticket holder as well which I, which I never knew so uh, so yeah yeah, get yourselves down there and get signed up for that because that promises to be a real carnival atmosphere that against Leeds and uh, you know it's a game I'm looking forward to. Yeah, talking about the game day experience, the club are looking for band slash artist to play in the marquee before and after, I assume, the, the game. If you're interested, contact uh, them via email, inquiries at sulfurreddevils.net and get you know get your band noticed. I think it's great. I think it's an uh, you know, opportunity for the local talent to have a sort of platform to perform and, and it's all about exposure for them and the club so hopefully the club will get lots of uh, bands coming in and uh, showing them what they can do yeah it's exciting that. and as you say before it's about being a community club isn't it and helping people in the community and bringing all the sides of the community together because if you get a decent band come down they might bring a load of their followers and supporters down with them they come and watch the match you're just putting something back aren't you so uh, so yeah that's that's another good initiative and you know hats off to the club for, for doing these sort of things because uh, you know it's, it's, it's positive really positive news all the time yeah, talking about community rugby league, Carizad Rhinos under nines are running 5k a day because they've got to raise funds because they've got an opportunity to play in the Challenge Cup final. They've got to raise a thousand pounds, so they've decided that the under nines are going to be running 5k a day um, for the next month, I think it is, Paul. So hopefully, if you can, uh, give them some juice uh, and that'll get them to, uh, to Wembley. Tell you what, they'll need some juice if they're running 5k a day. Five goblets a day when you're nine years old. You've not got very long legs when you're nine. Or some kids haven't, have they? So 5k a day, is, that's hard work, that. So, uh, yeah, that's a great initiative for them. And what a great opportunity to go and play at the uh, at the Challenge Cup finally over as a junior rugby side. So, uh, so yeah, I, I can remember they used to, I think they still do, don't they? They play for a, for a trophy, don't they, before the game? I can't remember the name of it. Um, I'll have to find that out for next week. But junior clubs, the curtain raiser at Wembley, it's always very special and events coming out there at Wembley Stadium so uh, so yeah good luck to them for that and uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to sponsor them for that one we know <laughs> Ticket office is open obviously I saw on the internet a few people are sort of getting mixed up going down a weekend when it's not open Ticket office is open Monday and Thursday 1 to 8pm Tuesday Wednesday and Friday 10 till 4 so opportunity to get your tickets for matches and other stuff etc When's it open Thursday? 1 8 sorry no. Thursday one eight Thursday. Yeah, late or night. 10-4. Late night shopping Mondays and Thursdays. One one to late. Right, right. I'm gonna to go tomorrow. Get me me out a ticket tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. Um, you know, down there they do sort of uh, help you when you're stuck for tickets and stuff. So yeah, great. If I say, just letting everyone know that that's when the when the times are available to pick up tickets, which is always important. Obviously, the club do need the juice, don't they? Yeah, and this week um, it's one of the I think one of Salford supporters' favourite away days, Huddersfield, and it's it's, it's always it's always a really good trip going there, and we've not lost there for a long time as well. You know, whisper it. (laughs) We've had some good wins, haven't we? There, so uh, it promised to be a great afternoon on 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 Sunday. So get down there and get yourself a ticket because it's going to be it's going to be good. You know, there's a lot of spice there. Obviously, we'll talk about that in the preview, but uh, but yeah, it's not it's a game I wouldn't miss this one. Other news, Paul Matt Carr has been announced as the new head of Safeguarding at the club. Good luck to him in his, his new role. Hopefully we'll get him on in the next few weeks and he can tell us all about it. Yeah, hopefully. I believe he's been sunning himself, hasn't he? He's been abroad. Um, has that? 
Yeah, I've seen him abroad. He's posts on Facebook and Twitter with his uh, pint of Guinness and whatever. He's, he's a nice fella, is Matt. Uh, I met him in, uh, in in Tesco. I know he was he was working there. He's a manager at Tesco, I think, or he was. I think he still is. And uh, seen him there in the one in Burnage, and uh, he said hi to me there because I recognised him from Salford, and he sort of recognised me. And it was one of them. Hi, you're at Salford, don't you? So, so yeah, he's a really nice fella, is is Matt. And uh, congratulations to him for getting that job. I'm sure he'll do a great job, and it'll be great to get him on the show because he's he's a good friend of the show. He listens every week. And um, you know, always sends us a nice message about the show. So uh, it'd be great to get him on. Yeah. Other news as well. We were involved in the draw for the Middle East Rugby League Championships. Obviously, our connection with Ghana. Paul King had the opportunity to make the draw, uh, and he drew out the draw was Ghana v Morocco and Cameroon v Nigeria. So you know, two fascinating ties there, Paul. I'm not going to ask you about your Middle East rugby league knowledge because that might be a bit too far for both of us but you're hoping you know both all four teams will put on a good show and it will be a, a fantastic final is that in Africa though Ghana and Nigeria and Cameroon it says Middle East on the on the advertisement well, I think it kind Africa, of it might yeah, be it's, it's, it's more Africa yeah, than... it's over that it's over that way I suppose isn't it but, uh, but yeah Morocco I think that's quite a nice place isn't it I mean I don't know do we uh, is a club going to put Put a bit of a tour on for us to go and do a bit of reporting over that. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? If uh, Paul King wants to uh, pay for us for a trip to uh, Cameroon or wherever, it'd be a bit warmer than Salford anyway, wouldn't it? Yeah. I saw him on uh, in the service station uh, on the way to Hull on Saturday. So we had, had a brief chat before he shot off on his, in his car. But yeah, it was. Uh, it does say Middle East Africa Rugby League Championship. So I'm not going to argue with, with them. No, I think, I think Morocco's in Middle East, isn't it? I think mm, so. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, we'll we'll be, uh, yeah, we 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 go to the Middle East. We'll go to to Africa. Report on that one, Paul. No problems. They have Skype in Africa, don't they? Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, it'll be all right. <laughs> Other news, ladies. The ladies have uh, been sort of packing stuff uh, to help send to Ukraine. Um, obviously, we all know what's going on in Ukraine. We've seen it in the news a lot. Uh, so it's great that obviously ladies had the opportunity to, to go down and, and help sort of pack the stuff off uh, and send it to the people who need it the most in Ukraine. That's right, yeah. It's Without getting too political about it, it's, um, it's awful what's going on at the moment, isn't it? And yeah. I mean, there's a lot of an awful lot of Ukrainian people in, in the UK, isn't there? There's quite a, where I used to live in Rochdale, there was quite a big Ukrainian community there with a the Ukrainian social club and, and people like that. I knew a few few lads used to go there. So, uh, so yeah, it's, they're a country where that we've become like an ally with over the years, haven't we, since the Second World War and a, a lot of the Ukrainians settled here and, um, you know, their their families are here now. So it's, uh, it's, it's quite close to home, isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, it just seems a crazy, a crazy situation at the moment, you know, I, I I don't understand the world sometimes, Rob. It's uh, goes over my head a lot of it, but yeah, that's that's good work that they're doing, and, and those people, uh, you know, say a prayer for them because uh, we don't want anybody to have to go through what they're going through at the moment. They, they, they like children and families over there. It's, uh, it's unthinkable. So, you know, from my heart, I, I hope that it gets resolved sooner rather than later because it's it's not good. Yeah, it's a massive worry, but obviously, I don't I don't know how it, how it ends up really. But you're kind of hoping someone sees sense somewhere and uh, we can all get back to, to living lives and the you people Ukraine can sort of uh, rebuild yeah let's hope so Rob it's, um, say a prayer for them let's keep our fingers crossed other news well the Super League and the Rugby League have sent out a sort of a statement saying that you know they're looking to to realign themselves and, and sent a message to the clubs to, to vote the proposal through uh, later in the month. There's talk about the, the joint adve- joint venture, the RFL sort of running the community part and the international part and the Super League clubs sort of promoting the, the game as a whole. So I think it's great looking at it. They're going to be based on the Etihad complex, uh, which is local to us. So it's always good that you know we're near the, uh, the heartbeat of what's going on. And I think as well, Paul, a bit where it made me sort of my ears prick up a bit was there's going to be a five-person board, two people from Super League, two people from the RFL, and, a, and, a, and an extra as a neutral one, and they have to be independent from the clubs, which makes me think. Go hmm. cool. on, makes you think. Well, no, I, well, I, I, I just think if right. it's better if if you're going to have a board of people who make decisions that they yeah. aren't attached to a club, because even if it's yeah, subconsciously. Definitely. You're going to make sure your clubs are right. 
So if no one has any connection with a club, then every decision they make, uh, in my eyes, can be transparent. Spot on, absolutely spot on. It's what it's what's been needed for a long time. Um, I, I I disagree with it when the, the Super League was on its own. It's rugby league at the end of the day. Yeah, I get I get Super League is the top league, but it's like when Sky Sports referred to it, it's always Super League, and it's like it's not rugby league anymore. It's it's this mythical sport called Super League, and we're not we're rugby league, and we need to look after the grassroots and you know lower leagues, junior clubs, um, championship sides. Because when you think about it, a lot of the Super League sides, where do the players come from? Yeah, some of them come from Australia, but an awful lot of them come from Championship, League One clubs, junior clubs, Barla clubs, and they all should be under the same umbrella, getting the same funding. So, like you said, I think it's going to stop all this thing about when people say, oh, it's biased to such a club. And, and a lot of that gets said in rugby league, because rugby league, when you think about it, it's a very parochial sport. Um, you know, it's only played in certain places. And there does seem to be that sometimes where other clubs seem to have an influence. And I know it's difficult to say that, but we all know it goes on. And, and hopefully this now will make it a bit more fairer. Because I go off when I watch the Sky Sports coverage, even in the media on there, other clubs seem to get talked up more than other clubs. And it doesn't always seem fair to me. So I think this, the way the sports run, is a great start. And I think it'll be a, be a positive step. Yeah, I think I think that Paul, you you kind of hoping, you know, we can we can build on it. Obviously, you know, the game it needs to go forward as one because obviously I never got my head round why there was two separate uh, boards going on and, and sort of must have been fighting against each other to make sure that their product was was seen as the main product. So now they're looking at getting together. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, but we'll see. Ho- hopefully, you, you you'll get more sort of better decision making. And and like you said, if everyone's independent, then you're not you're not questioning because it's because it's obviously it's easy to say, but it's hard to prove in it that that stuff goes. Mm. Sometimes there is a fiddle, but we'll never know. But now, like I say, with this uh, with this new independent board, uh, which aren't linked to the clubs, and um, it'll be it'll be great, and we can uh, we can you know move on as a as a sport because obviously. You know, with a pandemic, you know, it cost the clubs lots of money on it. And, you know, the sport, lots of money. had to move the World Cup, uh, which is a problem. But like you say, we've got the World Cup coming up, haven't we, now? So you're hoping that they can embrace that and, and use it as a vehicle to, uh, to to promote. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The World Cup's really exciting at the end of the season now. And let's hope with everybody, you know, working together and being in the same song sheet as if you like it it can be really really good this tournament and you know we've had to wait sort of 12 months for it so the hunger's going to be there now and let's hope it's an even better tournament because when you think about it there's going to be some cracking matches there and uh, I, I can't wait for that I was so disappointed when the World Cup didn't happen uh, I had some plans to go to some games I had some tickets actually for some of the games so uh, so I'm looking forward to that but yeah I think this is a step in the right direction I think everybody it's like football isn't it you, you know or other sports you want the whole game to get looked after. And it seemed to me at times when there was splits and things like that, certain parts of the game just seemed to get left behind. And now they're all back together. I think it's it's a positive step anyway. But we'll have to see how it goes because we've seen things like this before and they've not worked out, have they? So uh, let's just hope it all works out. Yeah. Talking about final bit, Dan Sargent banned for a match um, and Ryan Briley banned overturned. So 1-1, one, one, lost one. Yeah, great. I wrote the preview saying Ryan Briley wasn't playing, and then after I'd published <laughs> it, they decided to say he was playing. So, uh, so no, I'm pleased for Ryan because uh, you know I think when he probably won't mind me saying he, he didn't have his best game um, at the weekend, a uh, bit of a blip. Um, I don't think it was a lack of effort for him. I think he just come up with some errors. So the best thing for for Ryan to do is to play again against Huddersfield and put things right. He gets suspended, gets in your head a bit. Someone else plays. Someone else has a good game. You lose your place in the side. So. I think the best thing for him to, is to get back out there and put a few wrongs right against his former club as well in Huddersfield. Uh, as for Dan Sargerson, I don't know what he got banned for, to be honest with you. Um, I've not seen the the game, the highlights back, so I'm not so sure what he got banned for. Um, but Dan's he's struggling. He's becoming a bit of a liability, isn't he? Um, he's had a lot of bans. He had a lot of bans last season. Um, he needs to perhaps have a look at his technique. He can be a bit hot-headed at times, can't he? So, um, you know, we can't afford 
I like Dan Savage. I think he's a real wholehearted player, but we can't afford to be having a player in the side who's getting suspended all the time because it's disrupting the, the, the team, isn't it? So, uh, so I'd have to have a look at uh, and see that tackle just to, to make sure. But, you know, it's, it's disappointing for him. But the plus side for Dan Sargent, he was selected in England's yeah. train-on squad ready for the World Cup. So, he... he yeah, he's, he's had a slow start to the season, being suspended, and uh, obviously having an off day at Hull. But he is, he is our inter, our England international. Obviously, Callum Watkins is injured uh, at the moment, so he'll be he'll be looking for a way in. But yeah, I, I have I have confidence that if he if he gets it right and he and he, he doesn't sort of panic, he'll he'll produce some some goods for us. Of course he will, and, and that's why he's been picked for um, for England for the training squad because he's very very highly thought of. He's a high class player, high caliber player, and uh, we're lucky to have him. So um, yeah, yeah. Me, I wasn't being respectful to him saying he's a liability. He's become a bit of a one with the way he's been getting suspended. But I like Dan Sargeson. Mm. I love him to be in the team because there's not many players in Super League who run with the amount of the lack of fear that he does. He'd run into a brick wall for you. He's yeah. not scared of anything. And, you know, whereas some players will sort of... It's natural. Some humans, well, most humans, will pull out of something, won't they? Or, or pull out of a challenge because you're like, oh, God. But he's not. He doesn't seem to have any fear whatsoever. I've said no. it before. He's like the, the daft kid that will climb a tree and fall out of it and hurt yeah. his leg. Because he's that sort of person. He's got no fear whatsoever. And sometimes it can be... It can hinder him because he'll get things wrong in a challenge. I don't think he's malicious. I think he just gets things wrong because he's such a brave lad. So, um, so yeah, he's only, he's only one game, isn't it? And when he comes back, well, let's just hope he uh, he starts playing well again. Well, it's not that he never plays well. He always plays well. But, um, you know, we just need to sort out these suspensions. We can't afford to keep having someone suspended, can we? No, that's the thing. He's a great player. Like you said, he's 100 mile an hour, 100% committed. And sometimes it goes wrong. But I wouldn't take out of him because that's part of him. And that's what makes him what exactly. he is. Exactly. You know that that's that's, it's a very rare that's why he's playing for England, and that's why he's one of the best centres in the country. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll we'll move on. Hopefully, he won't get suspended again. He'll get a good run of games because if he gets a run of games with Burgess on his outside, you know, we'll score tries with each other before, haven't they? They played yeah. together at Wigan uh, with each other, and they know each other. They know each other. Play Joe Joe Burgess, a fantastic winger, um, the Rolls Royce as you call him. So, yeah. you know, if those two can start firing, there you've got Ken Seo and, and Tim Lafayette on the other side. Plus Dion Cross and, and the other lads as well, Matt Costello, Callum Watkins to come in, Reese Williams. There's there's players there fighting for places. So Dan Sargeson, yeah, he's got he's got to play well because there's people waiting for his spot. But uh, no, as you said, I wouldn't take it out of him. It's very it's a very rare trait that he's got there. Um, not every player's got that in his in his sort of DNA that he's got. So um, so yeah, I wouldn't take the edge that he's got off him. Yeah, so that's all the news coming out of the club this week. And now we're going to see what's happening in the World Rugby League and the amateur scene with Paul Whiteside. Here is this week's Devil of Detail amateur report. Quite an action-packed one this week. Got a bit of amateur rugby league to talk to you about. A bit of junior rugby league, student rugby league. And we'll also be looking at the uh, the life outside Super League, as we do every week as well. We'll start off this week with the Bala National Cup. On Saturday, the 26th of February, it was the quarter-finals. West Hull, 34. Thato Heath Crusade is 4. Mighton Warriors, 38. Blackbrook, 12. Waterhead Warriors, 38. Oral St. James, 6. And Aspatria Hornets, 6. Shalston Rovers, 38. The draw for the semi-final has been made. Waterhead Warriors will face Mighton Warriors and West Hull will face Shastunt Rovers. Those ties will be played on Saturday the 19th of March. The North West Men's League, Wheelchair Rugby League and Yorkshire Men's Rugby League all kicks off this uh, this weekend. We've got uh, nobody involved in the, the Wheelchair Rugby League but the, the fixtures are as follows. Leeds against North Wales Crusaders, Warrington against Hull and Wigan against London Roosters. That's the Betfred Super League Wheelchair Rugby League. In the North West, West Men's League, that's a bit of a mouthful, Division 1, Berry Broncos faced Folly Lane on Saturday the 5th of March in Division 2 Carries Editor at home to West Horton Lions Roos Pioneers play Salford City Roosters in Division 3 Holt and Sims Cross face Rochdale Mayfield A Division 4 South and East it's Burton Woodbridge versus Langworthy Reds Oldham St Anne's A at home to Higginshaw and an Oldham Derby Waterhead Warriors A play Burton Wood Chargers and in Division 5 Bolton Mets are at home to Liverpool Lions in the National Youth Leagues, Sunday the 6th of March, under-16s, round two of the Youth Cup. It's Folly Lane against Latchford Giants. 
The draw for the quarterfinals, they will be played on Sunday the 17th of April. This is the full draw. The under-18s, Holton, Farnworth Hornets face Castleford Panthers or Shawcross Sharks. Dewsbury Moor Maroons or Ince, Rosebridge face Saddleworth Rangers. Stanningley face Hindley and West Hull. It's in very small print, this. Lee Minor Rangers versus Thatchell Heath Crusaders or Oral St. James. Sorry about the pause. Under-16s, Siddall face Lee Miners. Rangers, Birkinshaw, Bulldogs versus Hunslet Club Parkside. Normanton Knights are against Folly Lane or Latchford Giants. And Blackbrook face Hensingham. In the under-14s, Stanningley face Hull Dockers. Oral St. James are at home to Skirlaw. East Leeds versus Featherstone Lions or Lee Minor Rangers and Siddall play Burstall Victoria. Before we move on to the Challenge Cup, bit of news about Folly Lane. Folly Lane's 14s, they were back in action at the weekend. I'll read out their squad. Their 19-man squad for the match against Hindley on Sunday was Alfie Ashworth, Carter Graham, Finley Fairhurst, Luca Bates, Mikey McNamara, Ruben Pilling, Alfie Mason, Declan Giorgio, Jack Flynn, Lucas Walker, Mikey... Munden, Rico Simpson, Billy Barrow, Edward Hughes, Caden Thomas, Max Merriam, Ollie Williams and Thomas Wagstaff. Very blurred that writing, so I think he did all right to get through them. But well done to the lads. They had a really tough game against Hindley. They went down by 10 points to 8. Real close game though, so we wish them all the best in their next fixture. But it was a really good pre-season game for them. 10 points to 8 defeat. They got their tries from Finley Fairhurst and Eddie Hughes. Tom Tommy Wagstaff scooped the man of the match award. So well done, Tommy. Well done, Folly 14s. We'll be giving you some more information on them as they go through this season. But best of luck, lads, next time you play. Right, and finally this week, moving on to life outside Super League. We've got uh, some results here for you. Batley Bulldogs beat the Royal Navy by 66 points to 6. Doncaster nil, Whitehaven 60. Halifax Panthers 16. Featherstone Rovers 29. Hunslet Club Parkside 20. Sheffield Eagles 40. London Broncos 8. Bradford Bulls 34. North Wales Crusaders 30. Hunslet 8. Rochdale Hornets 12. Barrow 38. Workington Town 26. Dewsbury Rams 12. And York City Knights 42. Newcastle Thunder 13. Lee Centurions also beat Witness in the Monday night fixture. So the fixtures for this week in the Life Outside Super League. As I said, Lee Centurions beat Widness on Monday night in the in the Challenge Cup. They've progressed through to round number five. In the Betfred Championship, these games are all going to be played on Sunday. Bradford Bulls face Batley Bulldogs at 3 o'clock. Featherstone Rovers at home to Halifax Panthers. Lee Centurions against Newcastle Thunder. That's a 1.45 kickoff. London Broncos against York City Knights. Whitehaven at home to Dewsbury. Workington Town face Sheffield Eagles. And there's a match between Keithley Cougars and Oldham. That's a pre-season friendly. That's at 3 o'clock. And on Monday the 7th of March, Witness Vikings face Barrow. Also in the Championship, that's a 7.45 kickoff. That's all I've got for you this week. Take care. And hopefully see you at Huddersfield on Sunday for Solvers Clash with Huddersfield Giants. So that was Paul's amateur report. And uh, next we'll, next up, we'll look at all the uh, the games this week uh, for both our men and ladies' side. It's time for the devil of the So we'll start with the ladies, uh, Paul. They face Wakefield uh, this week at Caddy's Head. Wakefield are a good side. Well, sorry, we've won, we've won one, lost one so far. Wakefield beat Hull, Hull KR 32-4 last week. So they are a good side. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, come Sunday. Yeah, it's another test. Uh, another test for the ladies. And I'm sure it's another test they relish it. You know, as we said before, they're going into that championship next season. So all this experience against... Uh, Against clubs that have been around a while and they're established clubs as well, aren't they? It's, it's going to do them the world of good. And I think they've proved by the, the, the Wigan performance that they belong at this level. So uh, another big test for them at Caddy's Head again. I mean, it's just a shame it clashes with um, the, the men's fixture Huddersfield on a Sunday as well. Well, doesn't they both on the same day? But I'm sure if you if you can't get to Huddersfield for one reason or another, I mean, money's not a wash with everybody at the moment is it the way prices are going up and things like that so if you can't afford to get to Huddersfield you'll see a really good game there yeah obviously coach sort of Chris Bates his will his decision making process be keep it as it is because we played Wigan and we'll go again against the Wakefield side who, who, who are very good they've got a development academy going on in the ladies side of the, the club so will he want these players again or do you think he'll want to sort of mix it up and see you know the other ladies who haven't been given the opportunity yet. 
Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not too sure. I think when you're playing well, you sometimes want to keep it the same, don't you? And um, and change. But I'm sure you know they, they've got ladies there who've not already played, and they might want to bring that. I don't know. They might want to mix it up, put a few people on the bench. I'm not too sure. I was going to play that one really. I think they've only got is it two more friendlies they've got because the Lee one got rearranged, didn't it? For it was um, Waterlock. So you've got another game after after the Wakefield game. So yeah. If you've got a, going into that championship next season, they might want to uh, rotate it a bit just to see how everybody goes in these next two fixtures. Yeah, looking at the Wakefield team, Laura Darby's their new signing fullback, Sashka Lewis. He, she's the captain, and uh, is it Gay Gaytree Gabriela? Uh, she signed from Leeds Uni, so they've got some some good players back by all accounts. And a quick look through to the, the, the Facebook page and the Twitter page, getting some information on the on the ladies. So it'll be a big test. And I'm sure, you know, they'll they'll be looking to to bounce back after that Wigan Wigan defeat by because by all accounts they you know they were they were on top for the majority of it uh, and Wigan sneaks it at the end. So hoping they can they can close the, the job this week and uh, record the second win. Yeah, it'd be fascinating. It'd be fascinating to see how it goes and uh, what a confidence boost it would be if you could get a win against Wakefield. It really would. So, uh, so yeah, best of luck this week. I'm looking forward to that. As I said, just going to count goals. I'm going. Okay, so let's talk about the men's game. Huddersfield away, tricky game for Salford. Obviously, after last week's uh, performance, looking to bounce back uh, at Huddersfield. Yeah, well, Huddersfield have made a good start to the season, haven't they? They got two wins, they won in Toulouse, and they had a good victory against Hawkinson Rovers. Uh, they played Wigan away last week, and by all accounts, played pretty well in that game at, at Wigan last week. Um, you know, I think Wigan pretty resilient this season from what I've seen of them. They look like they've improved an awful lot from last year. And Huddersfield weren't a million miles off in that game, so they've made a, a confident start to the season. They've got a few players has been a for them. He's really shored up their pack. You know, they've got some workers in there. You know, Luke Yates, Chris Hill, some good lads in the pack. I think, you know, signing Tuilola here as well. I think uh, you know, that's a good signing for them. You know, they've got Will Price there as well. Looks a very, very good player. Steel Farge is in. I'm not so sure whether Steel's suspended or he was suspended, so I don't know he's back this weekend. But yeah, Ian Watson's building a, a decent side there. Um, and this is going to be a real tough test for us. The hook is suspended, though. I think is it, is it Levi the hooker? He got two match banned, so um, he's got another game. So we'll be missing this weekend. But this is going to be a tough test for us. You know, Huddersfield on paper are probably a better side than Hull, or as good as anyway. So this is going to be a tough test. There's a lot of emotion in this fixture as well, isn't there? You know, with a, with players playing against the former club. You know, two Real want to put one over Salford, won't we? Used to play for, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's always a good game going there. We, we enjoy going there. Yeah, looking at the stats, Paul, they've scored more tries than us, they've made more tackles than us, and they're top of the metre makers uh, so far. We're a 1,000 metres behind them at the moment, um, which makes me think that we need to be a bit more, we need to punch uh, clever, because if we let them run, they'll run over us. They will. They've got a lot of pace out wide for this field as well. They've got a lot of experienced players as well, like Lero. Jermaine McGill and Michael Lawrence, people like that. But they've got some good youngsters as well. Um, you know, like Will Price is a, is a really top player, isn't it? And uh, the, the lad at halfback, what's his name? Uh, it's Oliver Russell. Mm-hmm. It's Oliver Russell. Yeah. Halfback, I think he, he's, he's, he's impressed me when I've seen him play. Um, and as I said, the, the experience there of Chris Hill in the pack. We all know about Luke Yates' time at Salford. He's a, he's a tackling machine, but he's a bit more than that as well. He's got got quite a, a lot to his game. You know, two or on his day can be absolutely awesome, can't they? Um, so they're they're, they're going to be they're going to be good. I think they're going to be a good side, especially at home. They'll be looking at winning home fixtures, won't they? And plus the fact they had a disappointing season last year for for their standards. They wanted to do really well. A lot of expectation was put on on Ian Watson. You know, going coach and they spent a bit of money and they sort of flattered to deceive so I think that expectation has spilled over into 2022 now so they'll want to uh, they'll want to make that top four or top five get in the playoff so um, you know they're going to be a tough tough opposition plus we've beaten twice so they'll knock us off won't they yeah talk about Ian Watson obviously we we, we faced him again our old uh, one of our ex-coaches uh, have we got over him now I have <laughs> I got over it. I, I got over it more or less straight away. I yeah. don't want to leave old. I mean, there does seem to still be 
so some supporters that they haven't because you still read stuff on you'll read stuff on social media people don't seem to, to like Wall or they'll, they'll say stuff about him and call him this call him that call him that. I enjoy his time at Salford I thought he did a good job and, and people move on in sport don't they and that, that is sport sometimes people can't let go of it but you know, he, he's there now, he's at Huddersfield, he's doing a good job there, so you wish him all the best, and I wish him all the best, I hope Huddersfield will have a good season, but not when he plays Salford, as long as we beat him, I'm not bothered. So, um, so yeah, I, I'd say, I think the club's got over Ian Watson, now he, he did a terrific job at Salford and, and left, and we've had, a, we've had another coach since then, in Richard Marshall, who, who I, I thought did a good job for us, and obviously things didn't work out, and Richard moved on so uh, you don't hold anything against these people do you just wish them all the best and hope they, they have a successful career wherever they go to so so yeah but I think it'll add a bit of spice it, it always does doesn't it I mean when you think about it Ian Watson brought Paul Rowley into Salford didn't he so Watto and Rowley I think are, are friends aren't they but they'll want to get one over each other and uh, and that's how sport is you, you want it to be that little bit of a uh, little bit of an extra sport and I think there'll be a, there'll be a a good atmosphere at the weekend and uh, yeah I think what I want to get one over us though after last year I mean that 9-8 match at Huddersfield last season was an absolutely cracking match wasn't it really a great great game so uh, another one, one of them another one pointer 1918 or something to solve for, which is my prediction is it? Um, yeah I'm looking forward to it alright yeah. so 1918 and what's the what's the story behind it who drops the goal? Max Need. Sneed drops the goal it's the post and then goes over <laughs> and solve the win drama yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Salford win. I'm gonna go. Huddersfield ten. Salford thirty six. Boom. Big win. <laughs> Big win. And I'm gonna go for Ken Seo Patrick. Ken Seo Patrick. Makes it three wins from four. Be a good start to the season. Mm. I think any win, it'd be a good win, wouldn't it? Away from home at Huddersfield, you know, it'd be you know to win at Cass and Huddersfield. I think it'd be a great start to the season. Uh, but thirty six ten would be. I think that'd be a bit of a message, wouldn't it, to to uh, to the rest of the Super League? But I know I, I'd take any sort of win if we could get a result there. I think it'd be a great win. I always ask Paul Rowe this question. He always talks about under promising, over delivering. But when does when does that when does that change? When does that switch? You think? Say that again. What does it mean? He always says, uh, "I'm I'm not." You know, we we all under promise and over deliver. So he basically says, like, we're not going to make massive statements. We're going to go and perform. But if we go three from four in the first four games. Is that like a massive tyrant of like we're on the match here, or do we just does he still play it cool? I think you still play it cool, Rob. I, I think I say it all the time a week in in rugby league's a long time. You know, you can beat Castleford, beat Toulouse, and you, your best thing is and you know what Huddersfield, you beat Huddersfield, but. As soon as that game's finished, you're looking forward to the next game, and aren't you against all? Yeah, you've got to get touches on again. You lose to them, and then you back down again. So, yeah, you can live by that, but you've got to keep winning, haven't you, to keep that up? So it's it's difficult. So Paul Rowley will have set the targets with the players. There's no doubt about that. He's not going to come and tell us that, but I think I think they're going to keep it all in house. And I like the way they've done that. I mean, there's certain clubs, won't name them, but there's a few clubs this season who I don't think will do that well. But they've come out and sort of. The coaches have said this, and they're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And Paul Rowley's not done that. He's he's sort of we're not we're not shouting saying we're going to make the top four, we're going to do this. They're just getting about the business the right way, and that to me that's how you should do it. No point in lumping a load of pressure on yourself. Just just do your best and, and see where it takes you. Mm, and we'll all be on. We'll be all, all on the, the 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 coaches and and the trains uh, following to Huddersfield and beyond, and uh, hopefully celebrate another win. You going to Ricky's? <laughs> we'll do the press conference at Ricky's. Is that the plan? <laughs> they should do, shouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Is he still going that place? It's, I'm not. I don't know. No comment. There's plenty of pubs in Huddersfield, aren't there? There's plenty yeah. of pubs. Oh, yeah. It's, there's right. plenty of pubs. It's, it's a good day out, and it's a good it trip is. out. It really is. It is a good yeah. day out. Had a few good days yeah, in Huddersfield. That's where uh, Mid Zenith juice was, uh, was invented in Huddersfield.
I remember being tanked up at Huddersfield game well, God, a long time ago. And I, I can't remember much of the second half from that game. I drank that much vodka Red Bull, but that's, yeah. that was a long time ago. So, so uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I can't wait for Sunday. I think it's going to be great. I mean, there's nothing better than Sunday afternoon matches for me. I mean, I like the Friday night games, but away from home, I like the Sunday games. Uh, I think Sunday Sunday afternoon away games are, are good. And uh, Huddersfield is one of my favourite trips. I like going there. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, we all love a trip to the field. Don't forget to drink responsibly and uh, get behind the lads. Uh, and hopefully they'll cheer them on to, uh, to a win. So that's uh, the end of this uh, podcast, Paul. Another great show. Yeah, I've enjoyed it, mate. Enjoyed it. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to Sunday. And uh, let's hope we can get back on the, back on the winning trail. Yeah, so big thanks to you this week's Devil Detail podcast, Ira Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next week.